podcast you are currently listening to is called Bad Playstyle, in which we all play the same video game and then talk about it, during the course of which we will swear a ton and probably spoil every single aspect of the video game. Welcome to Bad Playstyle. My name is Matt. With me, as always, is Kanan. And Owen. I can point at them now because um, we're all in the yeah. same room. Uh, last time we recorded in my garage, my garage, um, and that's why you could hear birds, uh, yeah. which was very difficult to try and edit out. Yeah, birds are very difficult to edit out. They got a big um, range. This time around on the Bad Playstyle podcast style podcast, we um, <laughs> played the game Super Liminal several weeks ago, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to try and talk about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, we're going to try. <laughs> well, I mean, we are. We are going to talk about yeah. it. Um, How good that will be is up to, up to but, the viewer. But in the traditional stylings of this podcast uh, style podcast arrangement, um, we are going to talk about other things. First, before we get to that as sort of like a, um, a moose-bouche. Mm. What y'all been playing? Who want to go first? Uh, I, I'll go. Okay. Um, I started playing Disco Elysium again. See, I want to talk about this a lot. Yeah, so <laughs> I I haven't played it since it came out, really. Yeah. Um, and so it had its big, big audio update. Do you do you know if there's new content like like there content is. content? Okay, because yeah. there's there's um I know there's at the very least a sort of capstone quest for completing each ideology. Okay, cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so there's like that a That sounds neat. There's a there's a fascist quest, there's a communist quest, there's a ultra liberal quest, there's a venture capitalist quest, I believe. Okay. Um and maybe a superstar cop. I'm not sure if that counts because most of the ideologies are like economic. Mm-hmm. I want a magnesium based life form capstone. <laughs> See, I don't think I think Kuno No, gets, I think it's not enough. Yeah. yeah like <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so I've been playing that, and it's it's nice. Um, like the game's fully voice acted now, which is cool. Like what when, what what I did first is I booted up my old save. Hey, uh, if you don't want to hear about the ending of Disco Elysium, like I don't know, skip forward like thirty seconds <laughs> about now. So I, I loaded up my save that was right before meeting um, the Insulindian Phasmid. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's my, my favorite moment from the game, and so I, I wanted to hear the, the voice acting for it. And, and found um, found it absolutely captivating, and so I started a new game. I mean, the like, guy on that the got to do most of the narrating, his voice is like it's very good. He has a very interesting cadence. Oh, okay. Um, I I like it, but he he has a, a cadence in speaking that puts like these sort of halting breaks between words sometimes that I'm not sure how to describe other than to liken it to the clay golem you meet in Baldur's Gate 2 at the beginning. Oh, okay. Like, more intruders have entered the complex. Master. You know, like, like there's, there's like, these, like, halt... I don't know what to call them other than halting pauses. It, it sounds great. Like, he has, he has a wonderful voice, when, but... When I did audiobook recording, mm-hmm. my number one note was go slower. Mm-hmm. So I think there, there's a yeah. tendency, especially with narration, to go extra slow... If you are so the pauses get drawn out, yeah, uh, on it, yeah. right? So uh, yeah, so I I've been having a good time with it. I built a physical instrument character. Um, 
there there were a handful of things that I was unable to do in my my original playthrough of the game that I wanted to like rectify. Right. And so like one of them was like I, I, I saw you got the achievement for uh, beating up five physical objects. Yes, <laughs> excellent. There's 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 a there's a thought you get about that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, you you become like the anti physical object task force. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and I, I'm not clear how it works because um, at one point, um, I healed a morale by kicking solid objects. Okay. Um, but I'm not sure if that's like a consistent part of internalizing this thought. Hmm. But I wanted to beat up Measurehead. Um, yeah, it's very fun to kick him in the face. Yeah, yeah. It's my phone background. Yeah, yeah. So I, I beat him up, and I also got the corpse down on the first day. Yeah. Which nice. um, on my main, like on my canonical playthrough, oh, it took on, me forever. Yeah, I think I got it on like the third day or something. Yeah, like that. I think like, it was like it, third it was or fourth humiliating. day. Humiliating. Yeah. Um, People kept being like, why is the body still there? But but also, like, on my first playthrough, I played through the game in a much more organic way that I don't know if I can conjure in the same way anymore. Whereas this time around, I'm definitely, like, gaming the system a little more. Like, right. I'm keeping skill points in reserve for when I fail certain skill checks that I want to succeed at and right. stuff like that. Right, you're, you're more focused and targeted yeah. about it. And, like, the first time I played the game, I was just sort of willy-nilly, and I talked to who I wanted to and ignored people I didn't want to talk to. And, like, when I was playing, it's like, all right, I'm getting this corpse down on the first day. Like, I'm fucking doing it. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I hit a wall where I need to do a check again. And it's like, all right, well, I'm just going to talk to every single person I can find because I get experience from talking to people mm -hmm. so I can get a skill point. And so, like, it's been a less organic and true experience, but I've, I'm still having a great time. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm, I'm being much more thorough in just plumbing everything I can get my hands on. One thing that really kind of shook me the first time we talked about Disco Elysium was... You had said that you weren't sure you were ever going to play the game again, um, because because like a, like a, with like the Outer Wilds, part of the game is learning the game. Yeah, right. And so like your first playthrough, as you've said, becomes like your canonical playthrough. I'm extremely happy that you're playing a physical instrument because that's me. That's what I did. Mm -hmm. Was I was like, I'm going to be a big dumb softy. So yeah. I'm, I'm physical instrument and shivers. Yes, that the, was what I did. The two, the two yeah. I leaned on. Um, it's really hard for me to not do things I really liked from my first playthrough again. Yes. Um, I, I, that's I, always the struggle when you're trying to play different, right? Like, yeah, but like also, I mean, that's true with any game when you're trying to play different. Like when, when I, when I play Fallout 2, I, I have a build I like to do and I can get out of my comfort zone and that's fine. But like in this, so many of your character build designs reflect upon your character as a person and your personality yeah. that like... I was not trying to be a sorry cop again. I cannot help but be a sorry cop because Harrier Dubois is like an awful person. <laughs> and and when I'm presented with this, I can't help but like try and be kind to people and, right. and make amends. And so it's like, well, it's like our, both of our careers are kindness, the profession. Yeah. But, right? but so like I got volumetric shit compressor and sorry cop again, even though I was trying to not do the same thing as last game, <laughs> but I can't help but try and get Harry to put his life back together. I don't want Harry to do lots of drugs. Right. Um, even though that's like one of the like sort of hallmarks of the game. Um, but I'm having a good time with it. I've met some NPCs this time that I, completely missed before mm. like um, uh, can you give me an example uh like the dice maker 
Oh, you never talked to the dice maker? I never before? talked to the dice okay. maker before. I mean, I, I guess it's kind of hard to get back there unless you're able to smash that door, right? Yeah, um, there, there's a way to, to do it without smashing your way in. Sure. Um, it, 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 once you know she's in there and like know why there's voices coming up the chimney, you can holler at her and she'll open the door for you. Okay. Um, yeah, it was not my experience. Okay. So I bashed that door open. Sure, yeah. sure, sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, also... One of the main reasons I bashed that door open is that I wanted to make the the lady who owns the bookstore angry. Mm. Um, oh, oh, come on! Plaisance isn't so bad. But the, my experiences with her were bad. Okay, I didn't like her. I bet she's real mean to you if you're dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I also didn't pay as much attention on the first playthrough to accents, mm. and I've picked up on it a lot more this time. Like where people are from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and just like Kim's accent is like very French. Yeah. And like I, I don't know, like that, that I, 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 maybe I was just thinking about other things, but that like didn't really like hit me the well, first I mean, time. I think, his, I getting think full where he's audio from is contrast. To, I think he's supposed to be like a, um, uh, like Vietnam allegory. Yeah. Okay, that was my impression. Well, I mean, Revachal's named after like a French philosopher, okay. so like, and he's supposed to be fully assimilated. Like he doesn't know, he doesn't speak Seminese or anything like that. Sure, but I'm saying like the situation in his in his home country mm-hmm. is supposed to be like an allegory for similarly the colonial way that Southeast Asia was colonized. Yeah. Sure. Anyway, yeah. Um but yeah, I've been having a really good time with it. Um I just started the second day mm. and I, I went up to the Hardy Boys and I like got very like gorilla brained and in their face <laughs> and it like told me it's like oh yeah they really respected that you can probably talk to them now and then i like just kept getting in their face like oh this is great like i'm a physical instrument like i'm just gonna like bark at them you know and then the game just like cut to a newspaper and like we're both dead <laughs> excellent like, like, it, i it, really love the sudden death yeah, yeah, it, it, like, it, it didn't even tell me that like my morale points are ticking down or anything like that it was just like hard cut it's just like the headline just read more dead cops <laughs> <laughs> and the, the hardy boys just fucking murked us damn all right yeah and i was like all right all right all right all right and to be fair the game did tell me like i had tiptoed up to the line you're good now and i was like no we gotta keep going no i gotta push <laughs> well sometimes you just gotta find out what that content is that's yeah, the, the, that's the thing though the game check, does that yeah. like every time i ever ran into it where it's like hey this is the line and you're like i don't care and then things happen like like I feel like anytime you talk to someone who who's playing Disco Elysium, they always have a story kind of like this. Mm-hmm. But I, I um, at one point tried to convince Kim that there was a paranormal explanation for the the case of the hanged man, and Kim didn't believe me, and it hurt my feelings so much I quit the police force. Oh wow, wow! All I right. died on the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people who've died on the tie. It's very easy to do. I feel like, yeah, if you don't understand the way to build that game, like, it was my first understanding of, like, oh, these systems matter, right? Yeah. Like, I feel like a lot of people have died on the tie, and a lot of people died uh, in the chair. Yeah. Yeah, comfortable chair. Yeah. There's a lot of drugs to be found to make sure you don't die in that chair. Yeah. If you, if you go into Renee's, like, little toll booth or whatever, he yeah. just has loads of drugs. <laughs> I, I just use magnesium. Mm-hmm. That's what I did. Because Kuno and me are best friends. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. <laughs> My turn? Yeah. What have you been playing? Okay. Yeah. I've been playing a shitload of Destiny because there's been new content for that for like months. Okay. First, we had the Guardian Games, which is this dumb Olympics type thing they do. Okay. Where uh, everyone who's a different class uh, is representing their class. So, like, all the warlocks have a score. 
all the oh, Titans have a okay. score. So all like the Hunters the, have a score. Uh, the Soldier versus Demo Man. Yeah, same thing idea. That they did same idea. two way back. Yeah, but there's only there's only two classes to see who got the gunboats, right? Yeah, yeah. But there's I'm only... very glad Soldier got the gunboats. Yeah, it makes more sense. <laughs> um, there's only there's only three classes in Destiny though, so like it's not that it's not that like weird or anything. But mm-hmm. the only thing you get when you win the Guardian games as a class. Is there's a statue? This is the dumbest reward. <laughs> there's a statue in the tower, which is like the main social space slash mission giver space, mm-hmm. uh, that has all the classes have a an animal representation. One's a snake, one's a bird, and one's a I forget what titans are because I don't play titans at all. Uh, it's probably like a bear or something tanky. Um, something with a lot of bacon. Yeah, but but there's a statue that's like marble. Mm-hmm. And it has all three of them on it, and they're all like kind of fighting each other. Or do they just recolor one of the statues? One of the statues is gold for yeah. whoever won. Okay, it's really bad, but Guardian Games itself is generally fun, so it's not a like. But it's also like, hey, this is the only thing we get for winning for a whole year, <laughs> so that's kind of dumb. And then the other seasonal thing that we got was there's always a summer solstice thing, and that's like about to end. And that's always this thing where you go to this weird zone that only happens during the solstice where everything's floating. Oh, and it's like full of druids and there's a bear in the lake? No, no, no that'd be cool. <laughs> uh, uh, that's It's kind of like that, though. Like World of Warcraft. Yeah, yeah. no, I get you. Right. But like, but like <laughs> Destiny, like Warcraft, is built on mythology and then, you know, yeah, like sure, built sure, on sure. top of it. So, like, you go to this weird floating island place, and you fight enemies off, and they're corrupting it, and so you clean it up, and then you have a big bonfire, because Solstice. Sure. Um, And the thing this year was that you got Solstice armor, and you upgraded it until it glowed, and that was pretty cool. Destiny takes place on multiple planets, is that right? Yeah, like the whole solar system. Okay, which Solstice are we observing? Earth's. This is an Earth zone. Which part of Earth? Uh... Europe. Okay. <laughs> it is we, part of Europe. We would all the occupants of the solar yeah. system get together and honor the northern hemisphere's um, solstice. I, well, so so that's the other thing is like the post-apocalypse that is destiny. Most of humanity lives in one city in like Siberia. Okay. So like. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh. So that's the one thing I've been playing pretty consistently. And then I recently dove into Escape from Tarkov. Because I have another friend who was like, that game seems cool, but I don't want to do it alone. And I was like, Jeff, we're playing Tarkov now. Take your dust covers off. Yeah. We're selling them on the auction house. Yup. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much weird shit in that game. <laughs> that game is built around weird shit in uh-huh. such a weird, like, absolutely ridiculous way. And the amount of absolute, like, bullshit you can do to, like, customize a gun or armor in mm-hmm. that game is way too deep for any video game. <laughs> you can put, like, extra armor plates on your helmet if you want. You can put five flashlights on a P90 and make a cursed gun. You can do all <laughs> kinds of fucking shit. Well, can, the, 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 can, the, can the flashlights be different colors? Yes! So the thing I've seen is mounting, like, three or four flashlights on a shotgun. Yeah. And then going scav hunting. Uh-huh. Because you put the shotgun, you put the flashlight in their face, and they can't aim at you. Yeah, the AI <laughs> fucks up when you blind them. It's great. That's good. And then you just shoot them. And then the newest patch, the AI is, like, really good at shooting you in the face really quickly. Okay. So flashlights are really tight. Is there, <laughs> is there any way to control the, the lights independently? Can I, like, pulse them in different patterns? Uh, there is a weird amount of granularity on settings on lights and things, but not like that unfortunately okay. 
that would be that would be like chivalry loot tier. Yeah, because like, like are, yeah. here's what I'm imagining like in my head is like, what if the game lets me like if I put three accessories on my weapon? Yeah, maybe I combined it to three different keys. Nah. Now I'm well. Hold on, Sh- right. shut up. No, cool. I'm, I'm telling you a yeah, story no, I've you. imagined I already. <laughs> no, I'm good. So uh, let, let's imagine that my three shotgun accessories are bound to three different keys and they all happen to be flashlights yeah <laughs> and so I, I can press these three buttons and three flashlights turn on and off yeah now i use a key capture yep. utility yep. to bind shit. these three key inputs to just a big knob on my desk yeah hell yeah <laughs> and i twist that knob and the lights on my shotgun pulse in a chaotic manner well they play megalovania sure yeah yeah but but like it, but it, i i'm just imagining the like um dazzling brain fucking power yeah yeah well and like the lighting of this game if you get hit with a flashlight it's a lot like it's bad uh so that would be really bad because like it would actually do the thing where there's spots in your vision okay because the way flashbangs and shit work in that game the coconut water yeah you gotta you gotta do that can i just like segue in something that's like not something i've played and i don't think it's something any of us have played but i'm very curious about it it's something i've seen um because you're talking about tarkov which is in this like sphere of like not milsim but like milsim adjacent type shooter yeah yeah so apparently someone made a battlefront 2 mod just called star wars milsim Mm. and it looks kind of rad it seems to be kind of feature incomplete but just like like about like what if what if you were playing squad but you were all clone troopers Okay. This could be cool. Yeah. Anyway. Battlefront has such a weird structure to it that modifying it terrifies me. Yeah, I have no idea if it's yeah, any good. I, yeah. I've just seen like some videos of it and stuff, and it's like, that just, that seems fascinating. Yeah. I want to see that. I like the idea of someone trying to take Star Wars and make it like that granular. Because, like, you're gonna have to fucking take some license. There's no way, right? Yeah, I don't know. Tarkov's fucking wild, and uh, the only thing that I can say about Tarkov is it has made me way better at Hunt. I like Your aim is improved? Yeah, so there's a Hunt event going on right now where, like, there's story and there's all kinds of stuff, and you, you pick up snakes, and then you feed the snakes into a snake oven when you find the boss, and you get points. It's weird. I don't know. It's weird hunt bullshit. I haven't finished the story, so I don't really understand it. Um, but I don't miss shots in Hunt anymore because of Tarkov. So what's happened is that, like, me and my girlfriend and Jeff will all load into a Trios game. And Trios games are already wild, like, fucking yeah, buck wild buck in Hunt. Wild, buck like, wild you can get. It's just like one dude has a shotgun at all times and charges you. Like, it's, it's just always fucking crazy. But we're just murdering everyone and leaving every time. Like... I have prestiged in a week and I'm already like ready to prestige again because like my death rate in the last week in hunt is like once a night and we play like 10 games. <laughs> so like it's really weird because like suddenly I'm just murdering all the people that come at like I had a fight the other day where they both died, but because the entire three man team kept one v wanting me, I just killed them all. Because they never pushed is, me together. Is there like a particular style of gun that you're gravitating no- more towards now in Hunt? Or? No, it's just that because it's Tarkov has like aim. beaten me into okay. I need to hit my shots hard enough that like it's not a problem to have a single shot rifle in Hunt anymore. 
Right. Because like I'm gonna hit that, I'm gonna pull out my other gun and kill that guy, you know, whatever. Um the the like the weird urgency needs of Tarkov have translated to hunt in a way that's kind okay. of strange. You trained your nervous system? Yeah. And so now Jeff and I jokingly say we're gonna go play a relaxing game of hunt. <laughs> yeah. I mean hunt is already like kind of a like fuck around in a discord call yeah. kind of game yeah it's already got that vibe yeah. but now that you're not like gear for your thirst lord like yeah. you're like cool i'll stab a snake whatever yeah, there's no digital currency on the line <laughs> yeah, yeah no uh, or at least not digital currency that matters in any real way yeah because like i feel like there's an attempt to do that in hunt but then they realized that like oh we're not tarkov we shouldn't like, do that, and yeah. then they implemented systems where, like, if you leave a game with a gun, it becomes contraband, so you can't even sell it. Right. So it's, like, not even worth picking up the better guns to sell them. You pick up the better gun because you want a to better gun. Them. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you should have an uppercut because uppercuts are good. Yeah, because yeah. it's really tight shooting through walls with your hand. Yes, exactly. FMJ yes. <laughs> is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so I suppose that's me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I recently... Um, I, I I keep saying I finished Deep Rock Galactic, but that implies that I'm, that implies that I'm not playing it constantly, still. Um, but I no, I, but like you wiped out all the goals, right? Like well, I, I I I have most of the overclocks in the game, okay. and now I have most of the cosmetic overclocks in the game. Okay, and I, all my dwarves are at least gold star. Okay. Um, and I have builds that I really enjoy for every single dwarf right now. That's good. Um, that's good. That's in I there. I stopped hating almost all of Scout's weapons. Um, Once you find the right one, though. It's... Well, there's... It's really just... Anyway, I don't want to get into yeah, it. Yeah, no, it's um, cool. But yeah, I've been doing that a lot. But I've been playing a lot of... Um, I've been watching other people play video games. Um, uh Specifically, <laughs> anyway, um, I lent my girlfriend my Switch, um, and she's been playing Breath of the Wild, and she did that thing where, like, I'm sitting here, like, letting her experience everything, and she's like, why didn't you warn me that the freezing water would kill me? And I'm like, so that you would learn that the freezing yeah. water would kill you. So you had the same experience <laughs> I did. It's funny as hell. <laughs> but but she, it's funny because she vastly prefers me to sort of like playfully heckle her mm. the entire time. She's kind of new at video games, so she's like throwing herself off cliffs and shit all the time. And I'm just like, hey, why'd you do that? Yep. <laughs> there's, no, there's no treasure down there. Yeah, You know that you, hurts, right? Why did you throw yourself <laughs> off a cliff and die? That well, I mean, like I guess a, there's treasure there now because you died. Yeah, it seems like a bad player. <laughs> there's a bunch of swords down there. Exactly. So she's apparently just loves that. Um, and then, but recently, uh, the game, surprisingly, of all the games that I've shown her, be like, ooh, you like this one. Ooh, you like that one. The only one that she's asked to play again is Ibn Ob, which is like a two-player cooperative um, uh, platformer. The gimmick is that you can be on both sides of the horizon line. Um, so, like, once you go below the platform level, you're upside down now. Oh, okay. So the puzzles revolve around that. So and it's like, 2D? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then the other one she's requested to play twice is Untitled Goose Game. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah. duh. Yeah. So. Duh. <laughs> yeah, but I haven't played the two-player on that yet. Yeah. Um, the it, Chinese Goose has a different honk. Yes. Um, uh, uh, oh, no. My, my partner and I have beaten Untitled Goose Game in two-player mode. Yeah. It's... A lot easier. Yeah, because there's two geese. Yeah, well, and just the game like, doesn't change at all. You just have someone to run interference for uh -huh. you always. Because yeah. you can run up to whoever's about to fuck with you and honk at them, and they'll turn around and look at you. Yeah, so we feel like two geese is a way bigger problem too. Oh, it's a so much bigger yeah, problem. For yeah, them. yeah. Uh, 
what we ended up doing is we beat the the game we with two player which was like pretty trivial mm-hmm. um honestly but um then we started doing all of the bonus objectives in the notebook yeah and we've done almost all of them and we both just kind of got bored after a while because like there's a couple that are just unbelievably tedious yeah 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 i i do recall that being the case so yeah you know that's what that's what we've been playing um that's cool yeah uh i'm looking forward to um dark tide they're doing a beta soon. Signed up for it. Hopefully, I get in it. I'll let you know. Very excited for that. It looks cool. It, it looks fantastic. I'm very if, excited. For if it. that character customization, the shit they're talking, is real, I'm interested. I'm I'm dubious because um, Fat Shark's character customization in Vermintide. They talked a big game, and it ended up being like yeah. some some cosmetics, some, 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 some like eighty percent shit hats. And some recolors. Yeah. And, like, no model changes until, yeah. like, last year when they released a bunch of, like, premium skins. Which, like, I don't mind premium skins, especially from a smaller developer, right? But that seems to be, like, the model they're going for. There's some banding about of, like, live service terminology that makes me a little bit nervous. But that's, like, hey, that's what video games are doing these days. So. Yeah, we do now. Yeah. Um, he says while well, he mentioned three live service games he's playing. <laughs> Well, I mean, Keenan, if anyone in this uh, podcast is is like uh, a hype beast, it's you. So I don't want it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, then go to Payless mm. and buy some sensible shoes. Nah, your shoes got to look good. <laughs> I bought the red Converse this time. Okay, They're great. See, this is this is exactly They're so red. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I believe it's time to talk about Superliminal to the best of our ability. Um, I selected this game um, in panic last time. Mm, excellent. Um, because I wanted to select the game. And the gimmick seemed neat. And it quickly became apparent why I had heard a bunch of stuff about this game leading up to the game's release. And then basically nothing after the game's release. Yeah, I, I think my, my major Fair. takeaway yeah. with this game is I think I liked it better when it was a trailer that looked cool, and I, when I would see that trailer, I think like, "Oh yeah, that game looks cool. I'll get around to playing that one of these days." <laughs> and and now it's no longer that, right? And um, I think I am lesser for it. Yeah, I feel like every time I got stuck on a puzzle and gave up enough to look it up, because that's what I did. I was like, "Oh right, the whole game's about perspective." Like every time I wasn't there, mm-hmm. it was immediately like, "Oh." I should have thought about it that way. And then eventually, like, on the last few, I thought about it that way, and it was fine, and I didn't get stuck. But it's like, this game exercises one trick and a lot of cool level design to make it work. I actually wanted to say the opposite of that. Okay, okay. Um, Because it does the thing that puzzle games do, where you do the same sort of gimmick on a puzzle for a while with increasing complexity, and then the game runs out of ideas and you do a new gimmick for a while. Right, okay. So so it does that, and I don't like that when puzzle games do that. Um, I very much enjoyed The Witness, where it was literally the same gimmick the whole time. That was cool. But there were so many levels. Yeah, there's so many (laughs) granularities to it. Um, The other thing was, frequently this game, it was never the case, for me at least, where I had to look up the solution to a puzzle. I knew what the game wanted me to do. Frequently I had control issues making that happen. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, That was was sort of my issue with it. These are things that I remember. The Make the Doors Bigger game. Yeah. Yeah, or there was a few that, like, require you to scale an item to like 
a specific size. Yes. So it's not so tall you can't jump on top of it, but high enough that it gets you to where you're trying to go. Right. And that stuff I found a it was bit a little fiddly. fiddly. Yeah. 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 I, I think I only looked up a solution in the game once. Yeah. I only had like three. I yeah. Think. But the, I mean, like beating it, it was like two hours, right? Yeah, it was like two or three yeah, hours. It was like three ish. Yeah. yeah. So it was really easy. It was, this this whole the, the whole thing felt like a tech demo for someone like some tool they built in in yeah. Nvidia uh, or like Unreal, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. It. I don't know. I I feel like it's a puzzle game that is not trying to challenge you very hard on the puzzle grounds. That was why it felt like a tech demo to me. Yeah, yeah. but but also like, and that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. Um, so long as either the puzzles I'm engaging in are fun to fuck around with, yeah. which th- this sort of wore thin kind of quickly. Um, or if I'm being like shown or told interesting things, which also, nah, it was like kind of interesting sometimes to look at the story stuff was kind of just whatever. Yeah. It was, it was generic, uh, um, uh, uh, like, Star Trek Q plot shit, you know. It's like the 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 generic story is that you're stuck in a dream at a sleep institute, it, it, like 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 invasive dream therapy. Yeah, I hated it <laughs> um, when you when you when you described it as as nervous. I I had so much anxiety by the end of this game because it it does this thing where it's like, hey, we fucked up. You're stuck in there. And it's like, okay, that's cool. But then, like, they just kind of make it your problem. Yeah. And that was not what I wanted in this situation <laughs> at all. I seem to I seem to have not a knack, but um, an annoying habit of, like, accidentally triggering you guys with my game but choices. It, but it's like, it's like, it's not your fault. It's just, like, just the right set of circumstances in the game for me specifically to be like, I really don't want to do this anymore. I want to get out of here. Sure. And that's like what drove me to finish the game more than anything. Right. Was just like, this dude needs to get the fuck out of here because this is stressing me out. Right. Um, and so that's why that's really the main impetus for me looking up any puzzles <laughs> was that there was just a point so where I was like, I just don't want to be here anymore yeah. uh, a couple of times. Uh, or like the one where you have to, there's one where you click a thing and when you click it, it makes a smaller version of it. Yes, I did not understand the perspective joke on that one. Oh, was, you remember you? Is were that just, the one where it makes apples? Yeah, yeah. That, that was the only one I had to look. Yeah, up. that so one I fucked up bad. We, that, it gave me an achievement about it. So that one, remember how you were just saying the puzzle needs to be fun to fuck around with? Yeah, that was the first time I was like, oh, this is gonna be fun to fuck around with. Yeah, and I fucked around and found out that there's an actor limit. Yeah, um, yeah and yeah. I couldn't spawn any more apples, yeah. and I couldn't do the puzzle, so I had to restart the room. Which is why it dumps them in there, and <laughs> yeah. the right click. No, but is I got reset. them stuck. Nice. Yeah, they couldn't go down. Nice. Yeah. So. so if you if you do it too much, the game gives you an achievement, and the achievement literally, which wasn't helping my anxiety at the time, was why are you like this? <laughs> Yeah, I got the same achievement. And I was like, game, don't judge me. I'm having a hard time here. It was also like a weird time for me in general. So that's part of it was just like life overflowing into the game. Yeah. But it yeah. wasn't even built on like a, I need to finish this game so we can do this podcast tension. <laughs> it was just just the right amount of like psychological and I don't never want to be stuck in a dream tension. Yeah. That like. 
hit me the wrong way and i was like i need out of here um yeah i'm trying to see when i played it last yeah uh because i'm really curious as, uh, as far as like how that lines up with your lifetime line yes okay um my favorite puzzle was the one where you had to make the block solid by putting the chess pieces on them yeah i like that that one. puzzle was really it was, cool. It was cool it's towards the end when you're in the white rooms and there's a chessboard on the bottom, like right before the exit. And the the spaces on the chessboard are only solid when you put a chess piece on it or you fall through and have to start over. I don't remember that at all. It was cool okay. <laughs> because you basically have to leapfrog them while you travel across the board. Yeah. Um, and there were a couple times where I like messed it up and accidentally stepped in the wrong square and fell through. And so it yeah, was it's, neat. Like, it's like right towards the end of the game. Yeah, right? it's yeah, like yeah, right yeah. at the end. I felt like this game was edging up to trying to be like a Stanley Parable or like a beginner's guide, yeah. but not quite going over that line. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't irreverent enough. That's kind of what I was saying about it. Like, if it's not going to be especially challenging, like mechanistically, yeah. then like, like I need to, it, I, then I need to like be. I need the game needs to be like engaging in like a visual capacity. Or in a narrative capacity. And the narrative of this game never quite like took off for right, me. Right. It was like, yeah, you're in like this like experimental, therapeutic, whatever world. And then like at the end of the game, they're like, Hey, thank you for completing the therapy course. You know, you're we, good now. We hope we have helped you um, view things around you and problems from a different perspective that helps you move forward. And I'm like, cool i guess like that that's nice i didn't you freak my shit out yeah yeah <laughs> like like thank you mr eternal sunshine man like yeah right. you know like 50 first dates motherfucker yeah <laughs> so i believe the series of events goes that four days after or six days after i finished this game my partner got hit by a car yeah. on their bicycle <laughs> keenan got covid yeah um i'm not gonna go into a ton of details but my dad went into critical condition and had to be rushed to the yeah. hospital and had emergency surgery yeah um i actually right before that i went camping on my anniversary with my partner we got engaged hell yeah i was going to tell my parents when we got back from the camping trip and that's when my dad went to the hospital it's been a lot of things yeah, happening. A lot of life. Yeah, I wasn't going to say anything, but hey, podcast listeners, if you were wondering why yeah. it's been so long yeah. since we recorded. We all had some stuff come up. <laughs> some of us way more than others. I had nothing. Nah, <laughs> nah. You got you got it light and we got weird shit happening. Yeah. Just just a lot. Anyway, a lot. Uh, that's I feel like that's super liminal unless you guys have more to say. Uh, Not really. really. Nah. Um, I... It was kind of gormless. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's a pretty forgettable game. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend yeah. it to anyone. I'm not telling anyone to play it unless I, they're real into perspective shit. I, I wouldn't chase them away if they're like, I'm thinking about playing Superliminal. Like, I just tell them straight, like, this game's kind of okay. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. mid, as the kids say. Yeah. 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 Um, like, I, I can see why the difference between people's reaction to the trailer and, yeah. and the non-reaction. The trailer is a ten. The game is a seven. So just the game is a six. <laughs> just uh, just FYI, I this this game was kind of bleh. 
But I feel like the next three games on our list are bangers. Um, do we want to give people sure. a taste? So, so uh, next week we're gonna or next episode. Who, who knows? We always say week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We always say week. The next week that you'll be hearing from us. Yeah. Um, we're it's gonna say week. <laughs> we're gonna play Norco. Okay. Um, and then after that, Keenan, what are we playing? Hard Space Shipbreaker. And then Citizen Sleeper. All right. Fantastic. Yeah, so I think it's going to be a banger for the next three. That's a fun yeah. set. Um, yeah. yeah. Those are all very different. It, it actually, it should be Hard Space Shipbreaker, Norco, Citizen Sleeper, but I feel like we can make an exception. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> really? I thought I was... I'm, I'm looking at the list right okay. now. Okay. Yeah. Right. So... Either way, we can figure it out. Yeah. Um, and also, like, we're going to be trying to fuck around and experiment more with our podcast feed. So just be on the lookout for non-book club ep- episodes coming at you of thi- things. Yeah, things. Yeah, we're 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 gonna we're gonna just try some goofy stuff and and try some shit out. Yeah, <laughs> see what sticks. Um, okay, maybe so, not even care. So if it um, we we've we've retired the bad standards. After 90 episodes, we decided to do different things. After taking some time to think about it and examine them, we've decided that they are bad. (laughs) (laughs) But now it's time to experience Bad Vibes. Mm -hmm. Um, And so Bad Vibes will be an ongoing thing for the foreseeable. It's not uh, something that's going to be like... It doesn't have scheduled look-at dates the way the Bad Standards does. It'll probably just get bigger. Um and, and that's, that's also not to say that we might not just occasionally pull in a bad standard if someone wants to make <laughs> a point. Sure. Um, but this is basically where we, we try to compare this game that we just played all together um, and our shared experience to other experiences that we may have had. Um, and right now it consists of two questions and a third question that doesn't have the right words yet. So you won't hear that one yet, but here comes the two questions. Um, what other games are in the same taxonomic family as this game. So, Portal. Well, yeah, so I was about to say, I think there's two inevitable and obvious answers, one of which is Portal, and the other is the Stanley Parable. So I want a, I want an addendum. I don't want to say Portal. I want to say Portal 2. Yeah, yeah. no, I was going to say Portal 2, it's but much I'd more Portal 2 than myself. Portal 1. Yeah. Um, just that's, that's my You're one You're right, because, like, semi-antagonistic narrator. Well, I was more thinking that, that Portal 1 sort of has the same puzzle, yeah. Um, or at least you're using the same tool the whole time. Yeah. Whereas in Portal mm, 2, you yeah. very much switch tools multiple times. And there in that are game. other yeah. things to interact with. Okay. I'm, I'm going to make the case it's actually Portal 1 because even though what you just said is true and correct, uh. um, this game feels more one note in, in the way that Portal 1 kind of is compared okay. to 2. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I suppose both comparisons can and, be made. And yeah. also, like, Portal 2 has such a more. Um, bombastic presentation yeah it does and, yeah. and Port- it's been a while since i played it so yeah, yeah. and Por- portal one less so and this game yeah. while having like cool surreal imagery doesn't get bombastic in the way and, and also jk the- simmons didn't shout exactly at me. like the people yeah. talking to you you don't have like multiple people with conflicting motivations Fuck like wheatley yeah dude it looking <laughs> back at it it's amazing how much bioshock dna is in portal 2 yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as like how the narrative is presented to you. Anyway, that kind of relates to our second question. Unless you had more to say. Well, I was just going to say the other, the other thing that inevitably you can compare this game to is the Stanley Parable. Right. But but like I, it kind of harkens back to what I was saying before, where it's like if the game isn't going to be like mechanically difficult, you need to present these other things that are interesting to me, and like the Stanley Parable is only that. 
The Stanley Parable is like, what if we took out the surrealist, like object scaling puzzle things and just had like, you know, 20 hours of a dude talking to you? Well, it's a hostile narrator. Well, yeah. that too, but like. Okay. Um, what games do we wish this game was more like? Slash, what games do we wish were more like this game? Um, what games do we wish had a closer Kevin Bacon style relationship to this game? I wish. I wish this game were more like The Witness. I, I've already said that, but I'll, I'll put it out here now. What I, what I would want this game to be like, and I'm not sure which game I specifically would want to rope it to, mm. is like. I don't want it to be a better puzzle game at like mechanically being a puzzle game. Okay. I was kind of fine with like sort of the chill time of just like make the apple big. Yeah. Like, there we go. Problem <laughs> solved. Point the sign at the door. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, like I would, I would like the imagery to just the imagery and the spaces and things like that to just be to like vibrate more, vibrate more and be like more interesting to explore. I know yeah. I often didn't feel like I was rewarded for like, Going off the yeah, kind of get, yeah. getting off yeah. critical path. Um, I want the like exploration of dishonored attached. Yeah, to it. yeah, and also like to, like the, the I wish the narrative were a little more engaging yeah. in that sense. Like yeah. Maybe you need to go in there and get a chaos emerald for your wife or something. Yeah. Or, or like even the stuff like like we were comparing it to Portal. Like you remember in Portal One, yeah. there's the Rat Man. There's yeah. all the little notes that are written yeah. behind the walls. Yeah. Like, because it's like a dream space, it doesn't quite make sense. But, like, something like this, that. This game needs a secret about the protagonist that we can find out about if we hundo percent it. Well, and they try and hint at it with all the blood slash red paint. I don't know. Um, but then, like, there's never a payoff to it. No. It's like, um, have you ever seen that episode of Deep Space Nine where Quark thinks he's going to die? Yeah. And right, right before he dies, he has a dream and he meets the Negus. But not just the Negus, he meets the first Negus. Yeah. And the first Negus is, pl is played by the actor who plays his brother. Um, because, like, they just needed a Ferengi actor. Right. And there's a part in Quark's dream where Quark's like, what the fuck? And why do you sound like my brother? And he's like, hey, idiot, it's your dream. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know? So, yeah, like. More tone like that. Yeah. 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 I want this game to be uh, less only perspective puzzles. Earthworm Jim. It needs to be more like Earthworm Jim. <laughs> yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, so I want this game to be like less about perspective puzzles and more about using the tools to traverse the environment, a la that sick-ass time in travel July. level in fucking Titanfall 2. I want it to be more dynamic about itself. I mean, itself. everybody loves the Titanfall 2 nope, time, no, time like, travel level. But, like, this game has one movement speed. Yeah. Right? And, like, I don't no, move at one speed in my dreams. The Deep Rock Galactic player knows that traversal is fun. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. And yeah. so, like, that's that's what I'm saying is, like, the it's 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 enough of a mechanic that you could do some really cool movement things with it, but they weren't interested. Yeah, in yeah. It, it, need, it needs more, like, um, dream space mechanics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which admittedly is not an easy thing to do. It's no, a, it's very easy for us lounging on a couch, to be like, well, "Yeah, okay. make it dreamier, okay. idiot." Okay. What's the What's the Impossible Spaces game? Um, that's all voxels. Is it hyper or antechamber? Or antechamber. Antechamber. What yeah. if there was a little bit more antechamber sure. in this game? Sure. sure. A little bit more Impossible Spaces. A little yeah. more because it's all perspective puzzles, right? So Impossible Spaces would be perfect for that, right? Because you're yeah. doing perception stuff still, mm -hmm. yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like that's so the like, thing. Don't look at the floor. Yeah. Look at the apple. Make the apple bigger. Floor disappears. Good. You're good. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Yeah. The fact that it was mostly about about changing the things around you instead of 
instead of using that to do to anything other than, in other yeah. ways well, it was the part that also there's like a few times in this game where like at the beginning it kind of tries to juke you a few times to make you wonder if you're in your dream still or if you've woken up yeah and it usually like reveals pretty quickly that you're in a dream like something just very weird will happen yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like okay cool dream but like Every time I did that, I was like, pray did this better. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like also, like, yeah. it would have been genuinely incredible if there was, like, one of those interstitial scenes where it's like, yeah, you wake up in the facility. Um, everyone says you're not in a dream. Um, you walk around, you do some stuff, and at the end, you get in a bed, and then you go to another level and have it be really ambiguous was that still in the dream? Did yeah. you actually get up or not? Yeah, like, there should like, be some like inception. Is it real shit? Right, it's like, it's like, like a level where you have to get up to pee and your legs aren't working right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that. Further we get away from prey, the more we're cool with it. I think that's really funny. Well, I mean, the the things that were annoying about prey were the tedium. Yeah. Um, well, and especially in the way we imbibe games for the podcast, right. I think that game is way better when I just approach it. Right. Instead of like, I gotta get through it. <laughs> but all games are. Stop yeah. Doing that. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Did we just end our podcast? Nope. <laughs> no. Um, no, we didn't. Nope. Okay. Um. Cool. Is anybody else have things to say? No, I don't, all the I don't think I, I have anything to, to addendum cool. this. So, one. um, it, it's where there's a magic spell that I need the two of you to invoke. Which is the ending of the podcast. Okay. Well, if you want to contact us, you can reach us at badplaystyle.com. You can f- find us on Twitter. Or, sorry. Our Gmail is badplaystyle.gmail.com. Our Twitter is at badplaystyle. At badplaystyle. Yeah. You can find our podcast anywhere. Podcasts can be downloaded. You can also go to our website at shame.club or shame.business. Hell yeah. And if you email us, we can send you a game code. Yeah, we'll send you a game code. I read the emails we received this week. I think y'all's got to step it up. They weren't good emails, so I'm not reading any of them. We're not going to read iTunes Connect emails. <laughs> you know, um, iTunes doesn't deserve video games. Nah, nah. Yeah, so step it up, folks. Write us a good email. We'll read it on the air. Maybe. Okay, well, uh, this has been us. Uh, in case you skipped a bunch of shit, we're playing Nor- Norco yes. next time, which yeah. we're all very excited for, and we hope you are too, and we hope you join us, and I love you, and goodbye. and more like it at soundcloud.com slash bay. That's B-U-C-C-I-B-A-E. Stay fresh.